BDR's Prime Resources Podcast is dedicated to providing you with the knowledge you need to help your business achieve prime results, with prime being the most flourishing stage or state. Let's do this. Welcome to the Prime Resources Podcast. I'm Matt MacArthur, BDR's Director of Training. Today, our topic is launching a shared services model in your company. Joining us today is BDR lead head coach, John Michael. John, welcome back to the podcast. Well, thank you, Matt. Thanks for having me back again. I'm excited to talk to you today about the shared services models out there. Yeah, I I was counting down the days till we'd have another conversation on, on the podcast. So this is great. And very interested to hear more about what a shared services model is. So I think a good place to start is just kind of asking you, what what do we mean when we say a shared services model? What, what does that entail? Well, that's a great, great place to start. And there's probably some different ways to do it, right? What I've seen, you know, with the client group I work with, I've seen a couple different ways. And my background has... Uh, seen a couple different ways too. One would be, you know, let's, let's just use a traditional HVAC company, you know, and they're doing HVAC and they're focused on HVAC. And for whatever reason, there could be a lot of different reasons. They get the opportunity to enter in into other of the trades, such as plumbing, which I've seen a lot of my clients adding plumbing into their model. So they have HVAC and they're starting to add additional services. Plumbing could be one have some another client this year that added electrical into their model, you know, because uh, electrical um, is needed. Other potential um, services people are adding, duct sealing, duct cleaning, you know, generators has become another model. So sharing different services within your business is one model that I see out there. Another shared services could be, possibly it's a little bit larger of a company, but maybe they have multiple branch locations. And again, they could be doing multiple trades. So their main location becomes their hub. And then they're sharing the services of their accounting group, their IT group, their fleet group, possibly their customer services in one location, their dispatch, their leadership. And maybe at that point, they have a company trainer. And then the branch locations become more operational and more field focused and not so much focused on the other items we mentioned, such as accounting. So there are a couple of different ways to go about the shared services model, Matt. Okay, yeah, I think that, that was a, a wonderful introduction of the different options there, you know, whether it's adding different trades to uh, what you're currently doing, or maybe uh, adding branch locations and then having that hub and spoke model that you talked about. So next question I've got for you, John, it all sounds good. What are some of the benefits of setting up business like this? Well, some of the benefits are, I mean, you have the customers, right? So you have the HVAC customers and you can be the single source for multiple services for that customer, such as HVAC, plumbing makes a lot of sense, electrical, et cetera. So you can kind of capitalize on the revenue possibilities within your current customer base. In most cases, you have, you know, you have, you might have leadership in, in place. So you might not have a big overhead investment in adding some of the shared services. You can leverage your dispatch across multiple services, right? So you could have, you know, maybe you need, you might need to add a dispatcher, but you have the dispatch in place. So all those can be um, 
benefits, you, in a lot of cases, you know, you have the trust of your customers. So they're trusting you for HVAC. So they would trust you as you enter into these other trades to serve them in an excellent way. Another benefit is, you know, it offers more opportunity for the staff and the team. Maybe some of your HVAC guys, depending on licensing and things like that, could also do plumbing. Could be able to install water heaters when you're in a house doing the HVAC. Now that's going to vary by the rules and regulations of where you operate. So it gives you a great way to capitalize on being able to provide additional services for your existing customer base. It can also get you into other markets potentially too through acquisition. So a lot of benefits in the shared services model. Yeah, it's interesting to me how it kind of breaks down as if we were looking at a financial statement where there's a, a revenue opportunity when when you're expanding your customer base, you're getting into new markets, you're doing more with existing customers, and then there's maybe a cost uh, aspect of this too, where you're grouping your dispatching, your accounting and leadership functions all in one place, and then leveraging those across multiple branches, you're reducing your costs. So and then the growth opportunities for the team. I mean, this seems like a pretty good option as your company grows. Let's, so let's talk about that for a minute. At what point does a company start thinking about applying the shared services model? Yeah, I mean, you, you need to know when it makes sense for you, right? So, you know, you may get a point where you have been in the, the certain uh, market or the certain trade for some time you feel like you really have your processes down, right? Got your processes down, you've got your procedures down, your cash flow is is solid and you you know you're at a point where you feel you can make some investments to to take your company to the next level. So all of those are important before deciding to kind of expand into it. So the opportunities sometimes come across, right? You have an opportunity to um purchase a HVAC company that has plumbing possibly, or you've decided you have some people that want to come join your organization that might be in that business. Now, I've, I've had several HVAC companies buy plumbing companies this year. The plumbing owners want to join a, you know, it's started to grow and they want to join into a, a company that's a little bit more established. So all of those are reasons for expanding into shared services. Okay. Yeah, I think that's a good list there. And I like the one particularly about feeling strong in your company processes, because things are only going to be more complex if you go into different trades or if you start adding branches. And so one of the things we talk about, you know, and you work with uh, your coaching clients on is that as they scale their business, as they grow their business, they have to keep those processes moving along as they grow because sometimes your growth can outpace your processes and then then it's kind of painful it absolutely is it absolutely is and i've even seen that a little bit with the growth the last couple of years and um kind of going back to the basics you know are we managing to the core functions of the business to make sure we've got the processes in place you know, one other point I was thinking about that when to know when you're ready, Matt. In a lot of cases, I've seen this in my business and in companies that I'm coaching. A lot of times the customers are asking for it. They're calling up, they're asking for possibly duct cleaning or duct sealing 
or plumbing, and we, we're consistently sending them to another company. Maybe we're sharing in that in some way, but after it gets to a certain point, we're like, man, we should just get into that business. So we kind of build out a model and enter into that. So like sometimes the customers are just asking us to do it for quite a while. And then we decided it makes sense when we do a, a budget for it. We do an analysis for it. We feel we can generate this much revenue and we have this investment. What's the payback? And then make a sound business decision to know whether we're ready or not. Yeah, I, I like that. And at BDR, we're all about business planning. And so it, it almost seems like you'd want to do a mini business plan. You know, if you're starting to think about one of these moves, whether it's through acquisition or expansion or, or whatever, is that is that accurate or am I off base there? You're right on. I mean, it reminds, reminds me of a client of mine, you know, people were calling them for plumbing and and they were sharing in some of that revenue. And then through two years of profit launch, we started building it out. And then there was, there's a couple owners involved and they're like, I don't know if we want to get into that. Um, so we built it out. And then after a while, once we built the model, it really, really made sense for them to get into plumbing. And now after about 18 months, it's 20 some percent of their business. So it's, uh, and it's very profitable, but they took the time to build you know, to build a model, to build their capabilities, to get their licensing, to learn about the new trade and what they would need to do to do it right. So they plan for it and plan for it and plan for it some more and really looked at their cash. And, you know, I'm going to have to do a few things different in my business. Planning is really, really important to make sure we do this right. Yeah. And I think another way to look at it too is it's one thing to go into a planned opportunity, like you just went through. You mm -hmm. also mentioned that sometimes the opportunities just get presented to you, you know, or your customers keep asking, or the local plumbing company is looking to sell their business and you have a chance to acquire them. To me, that's when planning, hopefully you've been planning all along, because then you can be somewhat ready for those opportunities that maybe you didn't plan for that just popped up. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, that's where, you know, you know, the coaches at BDR can really help with that. Looking at, you know, okay, we bring this, this opportunity in, what investments are you going to have to make? People, vehicles, you know, um, are we going to need to look at additional insurance? There's a lot more water um, damage opportunities when you get into plumbing. You know, are we licensed for electrical? Are we licensed for that particular trade? Do we have the right business license for it? And what are the processes like of the business we're bringing in? How much change will it take? How much focus will it take from our team to make all that happen? So looking at all those considerations are very important from the planning process. And, and how are you have to pay for that business, right? All kind of different ways to, to structure the financing, you know, uh, through, you know, somebody like a, a live oak bank or some of the owners want paid over time, you know, and you can pay out of cash flow in some situations, um, if, especially if that person might be coming to work in the business with you. A, a lot of considerations to look at and, and to plan for. Absolutely. But then on, on the upside, as you mentioned with your client, after only 18 months, this new part of the business is, is already 20% of what they're doing. That's pretty amazing in that short time frame. 
I tell everybody I love plumbing because I do love plumbing. <laughs> and it's uh, they didn't love plumbing at first. You know, one guy did, the other person didn't. And now our wahoos at the beginning of our <laughs> calls is we love plumbing um, because of all, all the opportunities uh, around it, if, if done right. And some places are, have a harder entry with some of the licensing requirements, but same as HVAC, right? We've got maintenance agreements and we've got yearly services on water heaters and we've got accessories, you know, that are out there for plumbing, quite frankly, and for electrical generators, et cetera. But a lot of opportunity, especially when you have that customer base and you've, you know, you've really grown your maintenance base, whether it's HVAC, you know, traditionally it's HVAC bringing in plumbing that I've seen. It can be, it can be vice versa too. But share that customer being be the single source, you know, the one call handles it all type of mentality for your clients when it comes to the trades. Yeah, that, that's we kind of touched on that, the, the lead generation opportunities on the revenue side there, maximizing those customer relationships and giving them the one trusted place to go to. Mm-hmm. I love that. So let's change gears a little bit here. You know, we've talked about a lot of the the good stuff and the planning that we need to do and the potential results, but what are what's some of the downside or what are some of the pitfalls we might need to avoid if we're thinking about doing this? Yeah, it's, it's a good point. It's kind of kind of reminds me a little bit of, you know, sometimes when you're going into something new, right? I use software for an example. You know, you go in and you, you get new software and, and all the focus goes that software. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, man, we better get our eye back on revenue, right? So we've, we've got to put people in the right spot to help us implement that into our company. And we can't lose focus on the other areas of our business. So we really need to make sure we have someone focused on each. Someone's waking up every day and making sure we're doing all the right things in all areas of our business. It becomes a little bit more, you know, a little bit more complex to manage. Because you've got more parts and pieces and you've got to focus on all of them equally and the new entity coming in effectively. Making sure we really know what's required. Some places you can become a plumber pretty quickly in some and other areas. You know, there's a process to go through that requires, you know, licensing and, and things like that. Looking at what areas do we want to get into? We use plumbing for an example. Do we want to now, if we're buying somebody that's doing new construction and services, do we want to do both of those um, or do we want to focus on one or the other? Obviously, if we're a service company and we're doing HVAC, there's a lot of opportunity in plumbing service. On the other hand, you know, looking at what investments do we have to make, people, vehicles, again, are we insured, licensing, you know, for the trade, for the tradespeople and for the business? And, you know, what holes are in the process of if we're buying somebody, what holes might be in their processes? What are we going to need to do with their pricing? Possibly it might be completely different than ours. So developing a plan to adjust pricing if necessary and then start to build out the other pieces of it. There's a lot of similarities between the different trades and um, having maintenance agreements is at the core of a lot of it and making sure we just don't go too, too fast. Thinking through the steps, documenting the steps making sure we've got ourselves covered. I think that's a great list of things to be thinking about. And I particularly like that one about maintaining focus. 
on all the different areas. If you start this, you might have a shiny object there, you know, of the new trade or this new branch location or the new centralized hub of something and put all your attention towards that. Meanwhile, those other parts of the businesses might lag a little bit. So I imagine that's a quite a challenge for someone as they move into this kind of shared services model. Yeah, that definitely is. Hopefully you have some other, you know, if you're a single owner, hopefully you have some some leaders or a leader in that trade that, that can help you with that. Certainly our team at BDR can help you with those steps. Okay. Well, I think this has been a really nice introduction to uh, the shared services model and the opportunities that it can present for companies that are uh, ready to make that move. and. John, do you have any kind of final thoughts to to wrap up our discussion on this topic? I just think, you know, as you're thinking through it, a lot of it might come through acquisition. Sometimes adding these services, you know, it'll add to your existing services possibly too. You know, maybe you're adding plumbing and you get a company for, for plumbing and we can talk to them about kind of our core, I guess, our current existing things that we do also. So I think it can elevate all the shared services that you do throughout the company. And then, you know, on the, the model where we're, we're opening branch locations, it can really provide opportunities, you know, as, as you open those locations to, to maximize your overhead in a way to expand your profitability while giving your people opportunities to grow through the expansion. So having grown up in that model in, in the trades, it can really give opportunity for the team and for the uh, for the company in many ways. Yeah, that sounds like it. There's there's revenue opportunities, opportunities to reduce costs, and then these improved career pathways for our team, which is going to help us retain people and you know give them a future with our company to stick with us. So a lot of good stuff here on the shared services. John, thank you for walking us through it. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate you having me again. All right. Well, we'll just have to think about what our next topic is going to be. And we thank you for being here and we thank everybody for listening. We'll catch you next time.